Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers in studio with Mr. Tommy Lee. Good morning, Tommy. Morning, Ben. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I've known Tommy, I don't know, a long time. Long time. We're not that old, though, right? <laughs> no. Late 20s, so I've known you. Feel, no, I'm just kidding. Known him a long time. We we serve a lot of the same customers here in Upper Cumberland. That's why I wanted him in. Um, you, Tommy, you ter- uh, work at the v- Development District. How long have you been in the Development District? So I've been at the Upper Cumberland Development District for the last 11 years, serving in multiple different capacities. Wow. And we're going to get to those capacities. That don't seem like 11 years. But we're going to talk about what you did before. And that's kind of where I want to st- But I want to start before that. I, I, you're, I know where you're a native from, and I know your brother, younger brother, really well. But tell, tell everybody, where, where did you grow up? So I grew up about 20 miles north from here in beautiful Livingston, Tennessee, born, raised, currently reside and so I, I i left for a little while and then I, I said this is not where it's at tried the big city living and eventually made it back to my hometown where'd you go went to nashville went yeah. uh, moved in moved into mount juliet before it was mount juliet before providence place and yeah. all that stuff so um yeah i had a good time down there but but knew i had need, needed to make my way back to this area so a little tidbit is that uh tommy's a very good artist uh singer and plays a guitar so did you get to play any in nashville songs? oh yeah played all over down there yeah so i've heard him play y'all check him out sometime when he's playing you've cut back some your family guy mary got girls and, age and children will, yeah. will force the musician to to scale back yeah so but uh great and we'll talk a little bit more about that later so grew up in livingston um go hog eye right absolutely <laughs> proud alumnus and um, so, what I the reason I bring it up is we have a hometown guy here in the Upper Cumberland. Um, obviously, through your work, Tommy, it's just you've been passionate. You, I see the passion with you. Uh, you love serving the Upper Cumberland, and, and you do serve all fourteen counties, correct? That's correct. All fourteen counties and all thirty-one cities in different different levels of service. But yes, absolutely, serve all all of the communities here yeah, in the region. And we're going to talk about that because I I don't um, I'm not really I don't think I've really had anybody on from the development district and i and i want to get to that but where did you start your career at so uh went to tennessee tech graduated with a degree from political science and believe it or not ben when you have a political science degree there's not people that are knocking down your door wanting you to come work for them uh it's 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 a struggle and so uh like i said moved to mount juliet worked for dell computer for a short stint uh was absolutely miserable had to get out of had to get out of the metro area and so i came back uh lived in cookville for a while and uh sold furniture uh right outside of you know uh right out out of college mm-hmm. and uh did that for a while and uh was completely miserable you know nights weekends all the holidays all that stuff needed to get out of the retail game and uh my good friend Jonathan Ward who is now the uh director of community development over at the city of Cookville called me one day and he said hey we've got a job over here at the local planning office and political science is a prerequisite so you need to get over here and fill out an application and i said well john what is the local planning office? He said, don't worry about it. Just get over here and Mm -hmm. fill out an application. So um, I did. I went to work for the state and local planning office. um, And and what they do is they essentially assist rural communities with residential and commercial development. Uh, If you divide property under five acres, or if you are uh, starting a business and you're doing new construction, we assist those communities uh, with divisions of property and, and site plans. And there's more to it than that, but 
that's right. that's big picture stuff yeah. right there. So so worked for the local planning office for uh, almost two years, and then we got the call that nobody ever wants to get uh, from the governor's office that our services would no longer be necessary. And so just like that, 80-something people statewide were without a job. And uh, got to also give a shout-out to my hometown mayor, Curtis Hayes, when this happened, the service still was needed, you know, and so Mayor Hayes and several other elected officials at the time led the charge to bring that service over to the Upper Cumberland Development District, and I started there in August of 2011, been there ever since. So let's talk a little bit about that, Tommy. I mean, I, I don't ever know of a time, and I can't predict the future, that local planning services will not be needed. I mean... We always, we always, land is here, and of course, we don't grow more land, but land gets subdivided all the time, developments happen all the time. I mean, I didn't understand that either. I was, of course, I was at CTAS when that happened, but we're sitting there shaking our heads, thinking, we don't talk about, we try not to talk about anything negative on the show, and I'm not trying to be critical of government, but I didn't understand that whole process. Well, the rationale from the state is that there were very few other states that were offering that service, and they felt as if the counties and cities should be offering, you know, providing that service on their own. And as you know, you know, the city of Cookville, they can afford to do the local planning themselves, but you get town of Morrison down in Warren County, population 650 they can't afford to have a full-time planner on staff. And so um, I think that there are currently maybe five planner, five, five communities in the Upper Cumberland that have their own planner. And so that leaves a lot mm-hmm. that cannot perfor- per, you know, afford that service on their own. So what the development district did is they just continued that service from the state. They said, okay, you pay us a part-time fee, and we'll give you a part-time planner because most communities don't need a planner that's in the office 40 hours a week. Right. And so just like with uh, uh, just Cumberland County, for example, they pay a fee, and I work for them a few hours a month. I go to their planning commission meetings. I advise them on all divisions of property less than five acres and on other matters that may come up that results to, you know, with regards to residential and commercial development. Yeah. And again, I think it's wonderful the Velma District decided to um, take on that part of that service. I mean, if we're talking about rationale of the state government saying, well, not a lot of states in this country offer this, then I'm out of a job too. Because there's not many agencies across this country that do what the County Technical Assistance Service does. And so um, I can't, I, I just, I remember all my coworkers and I just shaking our head like, we're really getting rid of local planning? I mean, if it weren't for local planning, our can- some of our counties would just be completely lost. Now you said there's, there's counties out there big enough to afford their own local planner. And because, you know, obviously they're going to be educated, right? A local planner is going to have some education, like you said, political science background, something. So they're obviously going to need to be paid a decent price. Well, big counties and cities can afford it. Small counties, small cities, I they can't afford to pay somebody with compensation package of seventy, eighty thousand dollars. I mean, that's tough. Well, and we we adjust those fees based upon the size of the county. So sure. it's not like Cumberland County population almost seventy thousand is going to pay the same fee that Morrison population six hundred and fifty right. is going to pay. So so we adjust it based upon the number of people that are in there and based upon the amount of work that we're going to do for them. So I mean, it it. it it, let me tell you, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, you know, professionally, because 
it led me to the development district sure. in a job that I, I didn't see it that way at the time. Yeah. But now looking back 11 years later, I mean, I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. Yeah. And, and you mentioned John Ward. I got to have him on sometime. He's, he's a really, first of all, he's a really good guy, but he's, he's like you, very knowledgeable, very smart, uh, thinks outside the box, thinking of every creative way to help your counties and cities. Of course, he's with the city of Cooville, but you're, you know, you're not just stuck in the mud. You're you're getting educated. I know y'all attend conferences, and you're always talking to mayors and um, getting feedback from them and what they need. So, kudos to the development district. There's so many things the development district does. We're going to get into some of that, but I want to talk about the planning. So you so you left local planning, went to the development district. You've been there since since then, and your title is officially what now? Uh, well, currently now I'm de- I'm deputy director. I've I've held a couple of things and or a couple of different positions since I've been there, um, but I've always kept the local planning part of it. And and right now I plan for nine counties and as of January the first seven cities. So that's 16 different uh, communities that I work with. Now, they're planning commission meeting every month, all 16 of them? All, almost every month, do you, yeah. Do you go to all of them? Every single one <laughs> of the, them. You're the man talking. <laughs> or I call in every month. You yeah. know, if I happen to be in D.C. or somewhere sure. for work and I can't make it because – you know, you can't make, there's no way you could make every meeting every time, even though I did have a streak of about eight years that I didn't miss one. Wow. It was, it was incredible. Well, but, but, you know, with my role now at the development district, I, there's no way I can make every one. So if I can't be there, then I at least call in or send somebody there that, that, that will help the communities while in my absence. So let's talk about your deputy director position. Uh, what does that entail? Yeah, I like to call myself the consolation prize. And, <laughs> and essentially what that is, is that when our executive director, Mark Farley, has an obligation and, and, you know, He's also the executive director of UCHRA. And so just with that demand, there's going to be things that he can't be at. He can't be in, you know, multiple places at once. And so when he is pulled away from another event, then I go in his stead and I, you know, uh, I, I represent the development district when he's not available. And, you know, if he goes on vacation or something like that, I can, I'm able to handle things around the office. So, and of course, you have people under you, right? Yes, I have a team of 10, and they are outstanding. And that's another role that that I have there at the Development District is the Director of Planning and Community Development. And uh, our our team is fantastic. We, We work with counties and cities. We, we go and we meet with, with mayors and county executives, ask them what they want to accomplish during their time in office, and then we go out and look for money. Right. Because, you know, uh, anything, anytime we can ease the burden of the taxpayer, that's a win in our book. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the taxpayers are the ones listening, and they're going to thank you for that because I think most uh, citizens of Upper Cumberland understand the Development District and kind of what their role. They may not know uh, be aware of everything you all do, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. But um, you know, having Mark, Mark's been there now. How long? He's been there for ten years. I was there for about a year. He came on in August of 2012, and let me tell you, what a job that guy has done. Yeah, he's done great, and part of the reason he was very, um, um, I guess, requir- or qualified for this position is his financial background in, in a county. And and just because he's a finance director in White County doesn't mean he wasn't involved. He was involved with other things, talking about the planning side, talking about community development, business development. Just he understood how that worked, and so that brought some knowledge and some some sustainability to that position. So that's that's good information. So 
Great information so far. I, I, we have Tommy Lee from the, the Upper Cumberland Development District with me, uh, and he is officially the Deputy Director. Background in planning, has been doing that for years. And we're going to be back in just a moment. We're going to talk about all the things the Development District does uh, and some of the projects Tommy's worked on, especially ARP. We've talked about ARP a lot this last year. We're going to get into some of that. When we get back after this break on Local Matters in just a moment, this is Ben Rogers with Tommy Lee. Be back in just a moment. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Mr. Tommy Lee from the Development District here in Upper Cumberland uh, talking about what his background is so far in, in, in local planning. And, of course, you're a Deputy Director of the Development District, but you're Planning and Community Development Director as well. Let's talk about your team and what all y'all do, Tommy. Yeah, we, we have such a great team at the Development District with regards to our Planning and Community Development Department. And as I mentioned last time, the the big picture, what we want to do is we want to improve the quality of life of the citizens of the Upper Cumberland region. How do we do that? We go out, we meet with the local elected officials, and we ask them what they want to get accomplished, and they tell us, and then we go out and try to find funding sources to do that. Um, and so we'll tackle almost anything that they bring to us, but we, we specialize in a, in a few things. We specialize in solid waste planning. So, you know, with your landfills or your trash pickup, you know, if your, if your trash truck goes down, we're going to go try and find money to help fix that. We do transportation planning. If you see new sidewalks coming in or uh, bike, bike trails and things like that, we, we help out with, with that. Also, uh, with regards to infrastructure planning, and that's a big one. You know, you mentioned uh, American Rescue Plan grants, uh, water, sewer. These lines, these water and sewer lines have been in the ground for 50, 60, 70 years, and over time, they deteriorate. And so we go out and we try to find money to help replace those lines, replace these old sewer plants and water plants and things like that. Um, we also uh, are map makers. Uh, we have a GIS technician, which stands for uh, Geographic Information Systems. And if you can dream it, uh, our department can put it on a map for you. Uh, one of the ways we assist a lot of counties is we make them county roadmaps because, you know, that's not something that most counties have the capability of doing. Um, we just recently got in the tourism game. We have a tourism recovery coordinator, um, and they were created during the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh that position has gone out and worked with local chambers of commerce to help them market themselves during a time when people were kind of getting out and looking for things to do. And we wanted to help bring them into the region. And 
I could go on and on about all the different services that we provide, but but you know those are some of the highlights of the things that we do. Yeah, and all that is important. And so um, we talked before you come in. I, I've just finished doing my master's program or master's at uh, Lipscomb University, and we just finished the class community development. And uh, probably should have just had you sit in for me in a bit of breeze. <laughs> of course, that's not loud. But anyway, so one of the things that's interesting that we talked about in class. Um, of course, the the students in my in the classes were about seventeen, and we're from all walks of life, all across the state. Uh, you have urban, you have rural, and of course, we're you know Upper Cumberland is considered rural. I mean, Cookville and Crossville are about the most um, I guess outside of rural, but they're still rural as you get. But we talked about community development, how community development uh, is different in each community because it's not going to be the same here, even in Cookville, as it is in Nashville. Right? That's I correct. Mean, yeah. And, and, I mean, if you want to go by the definition of what an urban area is, the Upper Cumberland has no urban areas. Yeah. Thank you. That's kind of why yeah. I was, wanted to bring that up because we're still technically rural throughout. Every county and city. And so community development looks different here than it does in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, Knoxville, some of the bigger cities, even Franklin probably, uh, and Murfreesboro. And so it's just, that's kind of opened my mind to think about, well, you know what? Community development strategy won't work as well and hear that's what they do in Nashville. Well, it all comes back to planning. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, if, if you can sit down and map out where you want to go, we try to tell you how to get there. And um, if, you, if you map out your path and you put price tags, uh, you know, if you assess a monetary value to those projects, it makes it a lot easier than just kind of flying by the seat of your pants to accomplish those things. Yeah, and so when y'all meet with mayors, uh, especially the ones that are new in cities and counties that got got elected, newly elected, do y'all also meet with other people in the community when you try to talk about what they want, or is it you start with them? Start with them, but then we also will talk to anyone that the mayor deems is you know a, a big stakeholder. Like we meet with chambers of commerce. Uh, a lot and you know we 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 talk with them about you know what they want to accomplish sure and, and we try to make it happen for them yeah and of course y'all have access to funds federal funds state funds that's kind of what the development district does is and, and of course y'all do have some i mean you're, you're again you said you charge for planning services that's not what keeps the development district i guess going no and and so we we receive we work on state contracts and federal contracts uh, a lot, and we also collect dues from our local membership. Very reasonable, in my opinion. It's based on population. Sure. And then uh, we also have uh, revenue-generating things like local planning contracts, and we also manage you know, some, some housing complexes uh, throughout the state uh, that, that helps us stay afloat. So I won't name the county. You're probably going to know who I'm talking about, but we won't name them. Uh, the 18 election, there was a new mayor that come into a county, and, and and they called me and said, hey, what are these dues we're paying to the development district? And I said, well, that's, that's something that, that all development districts do across the state. They get this basically membership fee, um, and, and it's you know it's not very – I said, how much is it? It wasn't very big at all. Like, I mean, it was nothing according to a multimillion-dollar budget. And he said, well, I think I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I said – why would you want to cut that out? Well, I don't know what they do for us. I'm not going to pay somebody something. I said, well, you're going to learn. Like, you're going to learn. They're going to have they not come. This is like the first week in office. I said, they're going to come see you. They're going to come sit down and talk to you. They're going to talk about all the services they have. And you're probably going to sit back and say, oh, okay, we might need that. Right? Yeah. So it's it's not like you're the development district's making money off counties. No, absolutely not. And you're talking about return on investment. And I'll just talk about 2022 alone. 
Um, so our communities pay in somewhere around twenty, thirty thousand dollars, somewhere around in there. Um, our return on investment this year in grants alone, we're going to we're going to uh, have awards of in excess of fifteen million dollars. Wow! So I mean, you talk about a return on investment. Plus, we also offer you know uh, services to anybody that's over sixty two. I mean, we are the home for the Area Agency on Aging and Disability. Right. And so, you know, we assist with the senior centers. We help with Medicare enrollment, uh, you know, the uh, state health uh, state health plan. Um, anything that you can think of for somebody over 62, we're helping with that. Sure. And so it's not just, you know, grant writing services or it's not just managing housing complexes. I mean, there's a myriad of services that we provide. Yeah. And your, and your customer base is not just local. It's not just local government. It's not just cities and counties. You just mentioned it's citizens, actual citizens in the upper Cumberland and especially those that are uh, deemed senior, senior citizens. Yeah. And if I've got time, I do want to sure. share a quick yeah. story, something I was working on this morning. Uh, we assist with the home rehabilitation program, and that's where we help low to moderate income citizens that live in homes that are not up to current building code. And we help them get up to that level. Specific case, uh, a, a lady up in Clay County was the sole income for a family of nine and she was living in a house that was basically falling down around her. And this program that we that we helped with built her a brand new house. Wow. Changed her life. Yeah, um, that's big. I mean, that's – so, again, folks, this is – Development District's been – I've known about this since I started at, at CTAS because we're basically partners, right? We work yes, together sir, as absolutely. much as we can. And so I've known about them, but a lot of people, again, relate them to city and county <laughs> government. Uh, you just shared with us a time you've changed a family, a family of ten, basically, and 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 this was in Clay County, right? Yes. So it yes, don't sir. have to be just in Cookville. It's it's they rent reach out reach out all fourteen counties and cities, all fourteen counties and all the cities in those fourteen counties in Upper Cumberland. So that's great stuff. Tom, we got one more segment. Um, we're going to come back and talk about some of those grants that y'all have done and talk about ARP. You have been. Other than uh, you've been as involved with ARP as much as we have at CTAS. It's it's took part of our life we will never get back but uh, that's okay that's why we're here we'll be back here in just a moment on local matters ben rogers with tommy lee after this break welcome back to local matters ben rogers in studio with mr tommy lee from the development district uh, great information so far tommy i'm so glad you've come on i want to have you back on every so often just to update us but it's been great so you mentioned uh all the grants that y'all assist with for cities and counties in the upper Cumberland. So what kind of grants do you actually do? Because grants, golly, the scope of grants and, and local government is huge. What kind of grants do y'all target? So, well, as far as target, we we go after the grants where there's a need. And so um, we touch on a lot of things that the community t- can see. For example, Central Park in my hometown of Livingston, what an, what an amazing place that is. Uh, we assisted the city with several grants uh, that, that put the bathrooms in, that brought the playground equipment in, stuff like that. And so things that you can see, um, sidewalks that we talked about earlier, um, crosswalks, safety features, things like that. Things that the, that the citizens can say, wow, the, the development district helped our community with that. But we also do a lot of things that you'll that you'll never know. Like I talked about with infrastructure planning earlier, mm-hmm. you know, if if a community has got a water loss problem, uh, and we can go in and we can, you know, 
rehabilitate those lines and stop those water leaks, that stabilizes water rates. And, you know, again, we talk about saving that taxpayer money. And, and that's the ultimate goal there, you know, to improve the quality of life and keep that tax rate yep. exactly where it needs to be. Yep. So uh, infrastructure grants, parks and recreation grants, transportation grants, solid waste grants. I could go on and on. You better stop me now or, <laughs> or we'll run out of time. <laughs> I love that because the the areas of county government and city government y'all are impacting is is pretty much everything y'all possibly can. And, and we talk about CDBG grants, uh, community, community development uh, block grants is what that stands for. I remember hearing CDBG all the time when I started in CTAS. And I never, I was too ashamed to ask. Like, I'm like, what is a CDBG mean and what does it do? But y'all still have, that's part of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so community development block grants, uh, they can they can impact an area in so many different ways. Like I said, water and sewer rehabilitation, water and sewer expansion. Uh, they also do fire and police or fire and ambulance. Uh, you can get a new fire truck, new ambulance, new equipment, stuff like that. They also do housing rehabilitation. They do parks and recreation. So community development block grant is a very important grant for our counties and cities. It's federal funds that comes from housing and urban development flows through the state of Tennessee. But the reason that it's important is because it's a big grant number with a low community match number. So that means less commitment, less financial commitment from the local governments yep. than than a lot of the other grants. So, and, and a lot of people ask about all this money. Federal government and state government have they have the all this money that they uh, they put into grants and, and community mm-hmm. development, and it's out there, and y'all go find it. Uh, and that's why the counties and cities are aware of these grants because you're letting them know, hey, this is here. Y'all can apply for this. And some of them have matches. Some of them don't. Some of them are just don't cost the county or city anything. And so y'all are a big part of that. I'd actually like to say you're probably the big cog in the wheel on that as far as getting grants. Speaking of big projects, let's talk about Portobello. Oh, y'all, y'all been yeah. very involved with Portobello that's coming down to exit 280 in Baxter. Yeah, and I love talking about this project. It is a great example of teamwork and 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 collaboration uh, at the local level uh, that will bring this 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 uh, manufacturer in that could potentially change a lot of lives. And sure. so, um, in in December of 2018, Portobello America announced that they were going to be opening a facility in Baxter, and they're a Brazilian ceramic tile manufacturer. Uh, approximately $150 million in capital investment, uh, over 200 jobs. And, well, you you live in the Baxter area. And so since that day, life in Baxter changed <laughs> as we know it. It has. <laughs> and uh, you can tell by people that are buying up all kinds of vacant land and wanting to build houses down there. But anyway, you know, they made this announcement. And then after the announcement, Baxter was like the dog that had caught the car. It's like, okay, we've caught it. Right. Now what? Right. And so, uh, you know, I can't say enough about Mayor John Martin and and the team down there in Baxter. Um, you know, the Highlands Economic Partnership had a lot to do with that. Uh, Mayor Randy Porter, Putnam County. Uh, and we and they all worked as a team to bring them here. We The development district wasn't involved in bringing Portobello in, but since the announcement, you know, we met with, uh, you know, after the announcement, we, we sit down and said, okay, they're here. They're coming. What's next? And so um, myself, Mayor Martin, uh, city engineer, the great Tom Bennett, we all sat down and and, and Tom kind of looked at 
at what Portobello was going to need. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they use a crazy amount of water every day. We didn't have that kind of water line running in front of them. So we all sat down. Uh, we brought the state of Tennessee in to help us out. And what came out of these meetings was a $2.1 million grant or $2.1 million project to upgrade the water and sewer capacities out there to Portobello. Uh, we got a $1 million grant from the Economic Development Administration, $500,000 grant from the Appalachian Regional Commission, and $600,000 in local match. And so uh, that $2.1 million that it's going to cost to make Portobello be able to operate efficiently, 1.5 of that was paid for by federal grants. Right. And so that's very important. We're, we're right in the middle of it right now. Uh, should be finishing up uh, earlier, uh, uh, mid-spring 2023, mm -hmm. early summer, somewhere around yeah. in there. And so, uh, you know, and then Portobello is going to be ready to go and, you know, creating life-changing jobs for, yeah. for this area. It's huge. It's a huge development. Yeah. And so infrastructure, that's part of y'all's game. And you, you, you said you're all part of tourism, but tourism is different than recruiting industry. You wasn't on the recruiting side of it, but you're on the infrastructure side of it. That's correct. And you've saved the county and city a million and a half dollars through grants and taxpayer dollars. That's correct. So that's a big deal because without those grants, we may not, it, it may not happen, uh, or it may not get there as quick as we want it to, or it may cost the taxpayer money. So, Infrastructure is a big part, and you were talking about tourism earlier. Y'all have got a, a, a pro – I don't say a program, but something y'all have been doing with tourism with Wish You Were Here. Tell me yeah, about Wish I, You Were Here. I love talking about Wish You Were Here. This was a uh, a true – again, I talked about it earlier – a collaborative partnership with the Development District, WCTE, Tennessee Tech Center for Rural Innovation, Upper Cumberland Tourism Association, Tennessee Department of Tourism, and a couple of partners that I'm going to mention a little bit that made it all possible. And so during the during the pandemic, we uh, were allowed to create, uh, with money from Economic Development Administration, we were allowed to create a tourism recovery coordinator. And that position went out and spoke with uh, local chambers of commerce and said, how can we increase your tourism? Because we know that, you know, there's the potential for the decline in revenues. So we, we want to be able to, to keep that going. And one of the things we came up with was a television show that spotlighted um, natural features like mm -hmm. Del Hollow Lake, mm -hmm. Fall Creek Falls, things like that. But also that put a spotlight on local businesses. Uh, we've done features on the stolen coin out in Gainesboro, Red Silo here in Cookville, and many, many others that I – you know, don't have time to name sure. off. And so um, Economic Development Administration, we asked them, you know, would you be interested in funding this? And graciously, they said that they could. Um, we've got a great team that, that helped come up with the concept. And uh, Thursday, December 22nd, 7 p.m. on WCTE, we'll be airing Episode 8, which is our season finale of our first season. And so, uh, you know, Big shout out to everybody that was involved in that, and especially the Economic Development Administration sure. uh, for for footing the bill. And uh, we've already got season two greenlit. United States Department of Agriculture. I uh, got to give a shout out to those guys, Josh Wilkerson, Chris Hampton, that made season two a possibility. And we're going to start uh, filming uh, in early 2023. So where can they? Where can people access the shows that's already aired? You can yeah, you, you, you certainly can. You can find them on WCTE.org, or you can go to YouTube and just simply type in Wish You Were Here, Upper Cumberland. Okay. 
That's great. Before we leave, I, I don't want to, to let you get out of here without talking about your family. Oh, man. Uh, so my family, uh, they're, they're the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. Uh, my beautiful wife, Allison, and my awesome kids, Taylor, Charlie, and Anna, uh, they're they're everything to me, and they're the reason I get up every morning and, and go do what I do. So thanks for letting me uh, give them a shout-out here. They'll get a kick out of it. What are the ages of your kids? I'm not going to ask the age of Allison, but what are the ages of your children? Yeah, that's <laughs> smart move right yeah, there, man. Yeah. Uh, my kids are uh, 12, 11, and 5. Wow. Yeah. So Involved in sports. Got a cheerleader on my hands. Cheerleader? Okay. Well, yeah. You- you, you know how to handle that. <laughs> I, I don't have kids. I'm, I'm going to do advice. my best. <laughs> well, of course, your wife, she's involved with the community, too. Yeah, absolutely. She's a lender here in town, and, uh, you know, she's 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 everywhere. Now, she's from Livingston? She's from Cookville. She's from Cookville. How'd y'all meet right quick? Playing music. i tell you what. The that, musician that, gets the girl. That guitar and that voice, Tommy. Just, <laughs> just got, got this beautiful girl out of the crowd. Where did y'all meet at? You, uh, anywhere particular? Um, probably at Vinny T's. I don't remember the exact day. But, so, uh, do you have a show coming up? Uh, I do not. Just had one at uh, Ricky Bobby's Roadhouse in Salina <laughs> on Friday night. So, <laughs> How did that go? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Playing all those old songs. It's great. Well, what is your favorite uh, type of music to play? To play, I, I love playing old country. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than that to me. Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, so on, so forth. Waylon. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my guy right there. Tommy, it's been a pleasure having you on. We'll, we'll have you back again. Give us some updates on the development district. Y'all do a great job. Can't thank you enough for the public service y'all provide to the whole Upper Cumberland. Um, I didn't really talk a whole lot about our partnerships, but we do have a lot, and, and it's been something that I've enjoyed because I don't know much about planning at all. You know, Planning and zoning, is the Z word is a bad word in, in, for some counties, and so there's not a lot of zoning in, in Upper Cumberland. We could do a whole show on that. There's two counties in the Upper Cumberland that have zoning. That's it. You know, And so, and I've texted you that because we've had to do surveys. Hey, how many counties we got in the upcoming have zoning? Because I forget. But the work y'all do is fantastic. So I appreciate you. If you need anything from us, let us know. Ben, thank you so much for having me on and appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Appreciate that, folks. Hope you have a good weekend. Uh, it's been Ben Rogers with Mr. Tommy Lee in studio. He's from the Velvet District. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is a frown. Go out and give somebody a smile and a hug if you can and make their day. Don't be mean to people. Be kind. Thanks, my producer, Jake. Appreciate you, buddy. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.